So Nancy, while we are at that point, the last 18 months have been extremely unpredictable, extremely chaotic, and and uh, very challenging in a lot of different ways, right? So uh, how has employee engagement been uh, different in, in these crisis situations? This is the Employee Engagement Podcast. Hey there, I'm Srikanta Acharya, CEO at Offineeds.com. And on this show, I interview seasoned professionals and authors who have a ton of experience with recruiting, managing, and growing large teams. You'll get to learn from them new strategies, philosophies, case studies, and anecdotes that'll help you improve employee engagement in your own organization. Let's get straight into it. Wow. Um, it's, it's quite quite intense. The past 18 months for any person who's worked in communications dealing with employees and clients, I would say yeah. have earned themselves a bunch of gray hair and dark circles. I can tell you that much for sure. Uh, but it's been worth it. And, I, and I'd, um, I'd say that because there are studies to show that um, during a crisis, um, an employee turns to the organization for credible information. Mm. Um, mm. Because there's so right. much clutter around. You read stuff in the media, you read stuff on social media, you, you, there's a lot of hearsay, but the employee turns to the, their organization because they know that their organization is going to give them something that has been proofed and vetted by the sources that mm. they rely on. So right, it's right. a responsibility that any communication per- professional during that time had to take very seriously. Um, mm. And uh, that was a 24 bar 7 requirement. I'm sure most people on the call who work in communications will agree with me. So crisis comms, mm. uh, uh, and that what we witnessed has obviously, um, uh, it shook us up, but it also told us how important employee engagement to communication uh, is mm. to any organization right 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 so so uh, i'm sure um, there have been multiple challenges but one among them is being you know how do you stay motivated uh, how do you stay inspired uh, to continue to do work to continue to come back so how do you so my question to you is one how do you do that what's your biggest source of motivation and what do you do to keep your immediate team motivated and what do you do in general as a corporate communications uh, professional you know i i think i also um, misheard your previous question maybe it could be what were the challenges that an, an organization was facing as well but we could we could get to that um personally for me i think um, it was a challenge because i'm a person who just derives energy from in-person conversations uh, and i was mm. suddenly cut off from all of that uh, so it taught me a side of me that uh, I, I realized I could I could uh, collaborate. And in fact, today, I, I think I'm better off virtually because I get a lot more stuff done. I don't need to beat Bangalore traffic mm. to get that, to get going with that. Mm. Um, and there's a lot more um, uh, intentional listening when it's virtual because you realize you're going to miss out something. So you're actually invested in that time. Um, so it's worked for me. With my team, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, we, uh, we all catch up often. Um, the idea is to show up, uh, the idea is to, right. um, you know, sync with your intent, um, share mm. what drives you. So when mm. working, uh, virtually, I think a couple of those things, we need to be open about saying it, uh, we need right. to land up. So landing up a few minutes before a call starts, I think is, is a, mm. is a great practice. I'd leave most people with, uh, and I do that. Mm. I, many people in the team do that because it just helps you connect. Right. So, yeah. 
but but i want to uh, talk about this challenge uh, that we hmm? faced when we went remote i think it 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 it's evolved because it's 18 months it mm. it evolved from just being moving from in in person and analog i would if i could say to digitizing most things we were doing but i think that mm. that problem has sailed i think the mm. problem now is more on how you know under the same roof if a couple's working they're from two different organizations um <laughs> but both of them are experiencing the same thing there's nothing differentiated right. So how do you right. create? How do you engage an employee in, a, in an environment you can't control? The only thing you're going to control is the 17 inch in front of you, right? Um, mm. So that's a big challenge. Um, like the whole work from home. I, I read this, so I have to quote it. But I, it said, "Can I get them to watch from home?" So for any one of us who's putting out content to engage an employee, how do you get them to watch from home without being right. distracted? So mm. a lot of challenges. I, I could I could continue listing them, but the challenges are evolving, yeah. and I think that's the interesting part. Yeah. Yeah. So how how have those challenges been addressed? Because they, these are real novel challenges, right? How, what what are the most innovative ways that you've seen that these challenges were addressed? Yeah, I think we've got a fantastic uh, uh, vendor ecosystem and the whole Indian Jugaad mentality of quickly moving to virtualizing events, and they've done a fantastic job. we've got within i'm sure most organizations have their in-house tech teams working on it and the whole vendor ecosystem so a lot of um, uh, connections you know things that allow for parallel connects to happen virtually i think that technology mm. is critical for most of us to embrace right. uh, there mm. are a lot of platforms either open platforms paper use platforms vendors bringing those platforms to you um, i think yeah. important for most brands to use that um, listening i think because everyone scattered using as much technology to listen not in a creepy way but to engage mm. in dialogue uh, create interactivity then you be able to study behavior how many people mm. click on the right side pop up versus the left how many people respond to a, a communication with a particular subject line um right how many people respond in the first place without any incentive the idea is to keep listening mm. um mm. Uh, to social chatter um and right. then be able to feed that into employee program so technology to feed that to create that listening mm. platform is important right yeah i'd leave right. at this point i'd say use technology as much as you can because uh, everything else uh, yeah. won't evolve and is not as agile as i said because challenges are evolving yeah, yeah. so let me ask you nancy are you looking forward to coming back to office you can't uh, negate the the importance of building you know social capital you can't right. negate that it's got its own power um mm. that accompanied with uh, traffic and not having to <laughs> to get that one hour of extra time uh, to yourself to in the morning and in the evening i i think i would love mm. as I, as they say these days a hybrid way of working mm. i'm looking forward right. to that i'm looking forward to as having the best of both worlds Yeah, right. so I'm awesome. So we have a question. Yeah, we have a question from Binsi here, who's who's asking, uh, what should employee engagement strategies be to adapt post lockdown? Now lockdown, everything is over, and we're slowly talking about coming back, right? So what do you think is going to change in the way yeah. uh, any yeah. employee engagement strategies are going to be implemented? Yeah, yeah. I think it's very it's a good thing because um, the you know working remotely happened organically. It was by default. We didn't have a choice. 
but returning yeah. to working in office is going the undoing of it is very critical because many of us have built comfort zones so the mm. idea is to not shake the system mm. in the first part if we all wish we all were uprooted from where we are and pushed into our homes to work but on the other hand right there is a myth that everybody wants to work from home which is not true people mm. do want to come to mm. office okay and like in my mm. in my case i do want to come to office when i want so mm. your strategies around that now get more complicated because you will have two different workforces at any point to engage yeah so mm. uh, again as i go back to i think using technology uh, mm. to manage two different workforces and a, a little more philosophical thing is neither of the workforces should feel like they're missing out on an experience yeah and i think yeah. if you just keep these two in mind just to begin when you plan a campaign i think Uh, mm. could be a starting point yeah. yeah yeah i think that that's the next set of challenges that uh, corporate communication guys are going to face how do you how do you communicate to these two different uh yeah. groups without making one left out or left behind absolutely it's a challenge but a good problem to have so look, good problem to have <laughs> right now i think we we we've gotten used to handling challenges so dynamically that like bring it on let's see what else yeah. uh okay so so uh you been you had 18 years of work experience you worked with um different kinds of organizations what according to you has changed in the way um in in terms of employee expectations out of a job because i remember when i took up my first job back in 2004 i didn't have much clarity it's like i got recruited at uh, campus and i just took it up but now i see uh, uh, you know the the current workforce is is it, it interviews the organization as much as the organization interviews him or her right so in your view what has changed in terms of employee expectations from a job okay so this is not a comps question so i'm just going to answer it as a as a working professional um yeah and and you rightly put it i think the control has moved from the employer to the employee i think the mm. more gig we're going to get uh the more uh an employee is going to dictate what they want and for how long they want that benefit um right i also i also think that because it's going to be a multi generational workforce the same motivators mm. don't apply so if you're going to have yeah. a boomer and a gen z working mm. in a same project uh mm. you need to really figure out as a supervisor how you're going to motivate this wide mm. spectrum of people and it is a challenge because the supervisor is not going to be someone in the middle but someone probably at a gen gen x i believe so this right. this gap and you have the alphas already coming in so i think um, uh the motivators if you study them better um mm. and more real time uh i think mm. it's going to help us but i clearly see that right. uh, the control has moved from the employer it it's a it's a talent market Right. So it maybe we should start market. our careers. I, I... We should start our careers now, Shrikant. Maybe we could have negotiated better. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. I heard you use the word "war for talent," and and in the last one or two years, I've been hearing that uh, multiple times. The the war for talent is real, right? So, uh, as an organization, what do you do to be able to, you know, sort of say win this war? Or or let me put it another way. right so the large organizations the well funded organizations have the might to be have have an a, a, an advantage over startups and the smaller organizations so 
any advice for smaller organizations what they can do to uh, uh, be able to acquire better talent? No, I, I actually beg to differ, Shrikant. I don't think large organizations have an advantage as compared to smaller organizations. Uh, they may have an advantage of, of being able to advertise more or being able to draw talent. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. But I think um, today, um, if you're able to put out your proposition, uh, appealing to the purpose of what an employee would achieve once they come on board, I'm just leaving mm -hmm. aside everything else, which is the money, the flexibility, mm -hmm. all of that. But if you put out your ability to connect to the employee's purpose uh, a lot in a sharper manner, I think you'll at least right. draw the CVs, mm. which many organizations are already doing. They're talking about outcomes. Mm. They're talking mm. about what one would do versus what one will get. Um, mm. What, how they would change, let's say, in a very utopic sense, the world uh, versus um, how they'd probably jump two levels in 10 years or five years sorry i should say mm. lesser time mm. so i think mm. they've changed that narrative change needs to stay and i think more purpose-driven attracting of talent would help from a messaging standpoint is what i'm trying to say I'm, there's a lot more hr practices that i think would uh, help yeah. get there but differentiating yourself in this crazy market i think uh, lies in that um, alongside many other factors that build the talent brand right right awesome there's a question here from gautam who's asking on youtube uh, about uh, three words that you would use to describe employee engagement culture but let's talk a little bit about uh, culture in general right so what according to and and especially now that the narrative is in the hands of the uh, of the individual and and the organization or the corpcom is less in control how do you what are the challenges with building a culture and and can you really build a culture or you know just have to uh so where are you around this culture question work culture question that's a tough one it's it's for generations to solve um <laughs> but if i were to just imagine myself working in a very young brand um yeah and i've had the opportunity of working with uh Brands that have been new in India who are trying to establish and how would you bring your culture from somewhere else here? If I were to just extrapolate on something like that, I think it's a lot mm. to do with an authentic leadership voice mm. uh, who walks the talk. I mm. think there are certain things you won't compromise on, certain values. Mm. And then I would just probably put it as bold commitments you put out on that. Mm, so that whoever right. you're attracting <clears throat> signs up for those bold commitments, they mm. see the values at play mm. and they see a leadership that is endorsing it or advocating it. I'm, and I'm just saying one, I probably a very small part of what culture is all about. Um, yeah. But it's a huge investment um, and it's not something mm. I could just spin up in a, uh, in a couple of seconds to share, but uh, it's a topic that we can talk in length but i think there are right. as i said leadership bold commitments and values that you stick to no matter what and your brand stands right. for that your identity is linked to it mm. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. perfect so you spoke about leadership right so tell me a little bit more about what are the ideal um, 
kind of leadership so we we've heard multiple times that people quit organizations because of their managers they stick and they they, they quit organizations because of great managers they follow great managers right so tell me what according to you is great leadership in in the context of uh, uh motivating their team and employee engagement and in helping improve improve productivity I, i i i had a strange expression because i don't think anyone's totally cracked it uh in the sense uh, at scale <laughs> okay at scale yeah. but if you were to look, look at great leaders and i've had the privilege of working with some great people i i have a great team i work with uh, who i learn from uh so okay i think the power just went out here okay so um my take is the ability to walk alongside uh versus mm. lead i'd probably leave it at that and i think there therein also lies a culture so you will see some yeah. industries some organizations where um you you see leaders leading from the front um mm. aggressively because that's what is needed mm. in a sales driven organization you cannot mollycoddle people mm. all the time but there are leadership mm. styles where you can balance that by walking alongside i've seen mm. people do the latter and i've had the privilege of working with them and i believe that's a style that sticks as well mm. right. but it's a good combination of of being aggressive where it matters because your your industry or the role needs it and uh right i think when you when you're a leader you become more of a generalist hmm you 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 don't you don't stay as a specialist and that's important right. because if you are a specialist yeah. then there's somebody already can do that job for you the idea is a generalist hmm. you pick on the strengths of everyone and you play to it and i guess that's what makes also awesome. a good leader awesome love Now we're getting that into answer for a really conversation so it's is going outside my communication domain but it's all philosophical conversation so it's good to have so let's go back to the first answer which you spoke about you spoke about storytelling and you said how how uh, the in an ideal world you'd like every employee to be a walking talking brand ambassador for the organization right so what according yeah. to you does it take to make every employee or or ideally every employee become a strong brand ambassador for the organization a lot of things we spoke about a lot of things um mm. i think from a very logical standpoint it's mm. the perception and the reality gap mm okay the smaller the gap the better the chances of all your people being that ambassador for you and i right. think the 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 constant thing that we notice with brands is overpromising mm very rarely will you find somebody who undersells and that's obviously the job of a of a, a complete marketing team that does that which is great because sometimes you have to step up the brand it has to be aspirational but the idea is that the right. gap between um the perception and reality has to be small uh, sizable mm. enough to palate for the employee so such that right. way they aspire to grow that culture to get to that reality right. uh, to that right. perception sorry Yeah, so smaller the gap, the higher the chances of you having an ambassador who will stand up on their own and and advocate for you. That's mm-hmm. just my take. Awesome, awesome. I love that. I I completely resonate with that. Uh, you know, minimizing or bridging the gap between perception and reality. And I also like the way you said it that it's it's important that uh you know the marketing or or the the story should be a little more than it is so that. the rest of the organization catches up and and uh grows to deliver to that expectation right so awesome it's been fantastic uh speaking to you nancy thank you so much uh for your time 
I know you have a ton of things to do and you, uh, you have a really busy schedule. Really appreciate you taking this time off and uh, being here. And I want to thank all the audience for taking the time off on a Friday evening and uh, being a part of this conversation. I really hope uh, this was, we, we delivered some value and answered some questions that you had in your mind. Any closing words, Nancy? No, thank you. I know I stand between them and their Friday evening beers, so I'm not going to say much. <laughs> uh, but it's been fantastic. Thank you for having me over. And I just think that more than just <clears throat> walking in the shoes of the employee, if you can, I always say this, if you can tiptoe in the shoes of the employee, understand every bit mm. that they that matters to them, I think uh, engagement will just follow. So yeah. with that. Awesome. And very, very well said. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks once again, Nancy, for, for taking the time off. Have a fantastic weekend and a uh, wonderful weekend to everybody. Thank you, guys. Thank you. This podcast is an Offineeds.com initiative. Offineeds is a leading corporate gifting company based in India. Offineeds specializes in custom-made new joining kits, offering guaranteed home delivery of corporate gifts, setting up and managing official brand stores for companies, and gift voucher solutions from 100 plus brands for your company's top performers. Thank you for listening. I hope you got at least one or two ideas to execute in your own company. Stay tuned for a new employee engagement podcast every week. See you soon.